Welcome to the City Point Podcast. For more information, please visit us online at citypoint.tv or our Facebook page, City Point Church. And so there's no such thing as a perfect church. There's no such thing as a perfect pastor. There's no such thing as a perfect person. There was only one perfect man who ever lived, and he was crucified for it. And, um, but he did it, and he did it willingly. And I, w- I want to share with you with that. I was use- getting ready, you know, and knowing this is, like, this is like the Super Bowl of Sundays for churches, you know, Easter and, and everything like that. And, and uh, you know, and I, I was, I know as in praying into this and, and what I wanted to, to share with you, and, and um, I just, I think... Um, I started reflecting, you know, I'm, I just celebrated a, a birthday, I've been around, I've been, uh, I've been uh, on the earth for a good bit, so this isn't my first rodeo, it's not my f- first time ministering on an Easter, I've been in the ministry for almost 40 years, and, um, but I, I find myself going back, reflecting, and Thinking a lot about uh, about where I've been and where the Lord has brought me, and uh, I started thinking about some of the um, things that I was doing as a as a young man, a very young man. I, I, I was coming back from the airport not too long ago, and I had a little time, and I decided, you know, I grew up on the south side of Chicago, and I decided to swing by the old neighborhood, something I hadn't done in a long, long time. And, um, and so I did, and, and um, when I did, I went to the house that I, you know, grew up in, and the house was gone, and the whole block was gone. And there were apartments, and tall apartments, and all, all kinds of construction, and all that, all that is gone. And then I remembered back... And behind our house, we had, a, we had a pretty large lot for being in the city. It was deep. It wasn't very wide. The houses were stacked in, but the lots there were deep. And behind us was an empty field. And we, I, I spent most of my childhood out playing in that field. We had, we had places dug in for forts. There were places where they had dumped dirt. We had mounds of dirt that we used to play a game. And I, I, I remembered as a kid playing this game, King of the Hill. And I know that there's no video game for this, but uh, because we actually played outside when I was a kid. And, and so anyway, um, uh, y'all should try that. And um, you kids should try that. And so we, we had this hill, and, and you know, the King of the Hill was a pretty simple game. And we had a large neighborhood of, of children and and uh, so there was a lot of us, boys and girls, and one person would ascend to the top of the hill, and then it was the job of everybody else to, to kick him off, or her. And, um, and so I, I, remember, I remember many times, you know, that that king of the hill thing got rather aggressive. You know, we, we didn't feel like we were having fun until somebody bloodied their nose. And... Um, we didn't think it was really rolling well until some kid was over crying at the bottom of the hill because his arm was bent away. It wasn't supposed to bend and stuff like that. 
I had a rough childhood. Anyway, what can I say? And um, but I remember, I remember those days and how simple it was. But then I, I was reflecting back, you know, and I was thinking how how much that was like life. That life would become like that for me. It would become a fight to get to the top. You know, and you start out and you go through your education and, and, you, and you're trying to achieve something and get to something and then you get through that and you get to a career and you're trying to climb the hill, so to speak, and there's all people coming trying to, trying to you know, keep you out because they are trying to get to the top of the hill too. And sometimes you find yourself in competition in life. There's all kinds of things to knock you down and, you know, and I've been around that and, and, and went through that. But, but it's the struggle. The struggle in, as a little kid was, was kind of typical of what would happen in my life. And, and so I thought about that and, you know, and I, I, I started reflecting. Um, let's say you work in Alex. So there we go. And I just thought, you know, about how when we played this game, you know, um, that's me on the top of the hill. Where, where I've, I've tried to stay most of my life. I really have fought hard to, to, to be at the top of, of, of everything in my life. I mean, I, was, I have a very competitive edge. I would hate to have a competition here at City Point of King of the Hill because there's some real competitive people around here. I mean, we've played spoons and people have drawn blood around here. It's like, y'all are nuts. I mean, it's just a game of spoons. Uh, I've seen tables broken, you know, uh, over card games and things like that. It's like, wow, this would be fun. Maybe we should do that this afternoon. We'll all meet out at the hill at, at the park there on 6, and we'll play a little king of the hill. But, you know, I, I spent all of my life thinking that that's where I was supposed to be, and that was the key to life, was getting to the top and then holding it. And I learned it was, it's one thing to get to the top, and it's another thing to stay there. I went through experiences in my life where I got to the top and then I got knocked down. How many of you have ever been knocked down? It wasn't getting to the top that was the challenge. It was what do you do once you get knocked down? I learned that, uh, that when you're down that, you know, there's a lot of people that will step on you and step over you and will not help you. Come on, somebody. And so, and so I, 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 all this was in a child's game, but it was all a depiction of of what would come for my life, and I've, 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 I've just thought about that, that, that game that turned into a life, and that life that turned into a fight, and that fight to get there, and then to stay there, and then what do you do when you, you get knocked down, because I can guarantee you that that's part of life too, it's, it's, it's the part of life that's the biggest challenge, is what do you do when you've been knocked down? Yeah, you were king of the hill, but what, what are you now? Where are you now? And, 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 and the thing is, is where are you going? So did you get knocked down and you're just stopped and you're, and you're stuck? Or are you, trying to, are you trying to get back to the top? And so I thought about all that in, in regards to this, this season that we're in. And, and so uh, you'll ch change that slide. So I, I want I to use this today as you know, is, is about climbing your hill and finding your center. And, and finding your center is, a, is another way for, for your heart, the center, your heart. The Bible says in Proverbs 4.23, keep your heart, keep your center 
with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. And you see, what I realize that life is your heart, you are, you have like a throne on your heart, and, and your heart is your center, and, and, and your center determines everything. And I like this statement here, is your center is your source. Let me say that again, your center is your source. So whatever you center your life on, whatever you set your heart on, now listen to me carefully, whatever you fix your heart to becomes the source for all of your life. That's why he says keep your heart, guard your heart with all diligence because out of it are all the issues. Now four, four of these issues I've, I've got here are very important because they seem to be driving forces in our lives. Like number one is security, wisdom focus, and power, because that's the things we strive for, security, wisdom, or wisdom as it's typed in there, focus and power. See, I am human. I had to make mistakes. <laughs> Forgive me. Um, and so, uh, and, and, and notice I put a throne, I put a throne there because, because it's the center, the throne represents the center of your life. But the question is, who is sitting on the throne? That's the question I have for you today. Is I just want to teach you a little bit, and we'll get to this, because I really, I, I really believe God gave me this word for you today to share with you, not just to give you some cute little Easter message, but a, a something that could actually change your life. Something that has changed my life, because I'm not playing, I'm not playing games like King of the Hill anymore. I'm just trying, I'm trying to get through life and have, a, a, the, have the kind of experience in life where life doesn't get the best of me, where life doesn't suck the very life out of me. You know, I, I think there's a lot to be said for, for surviving. Because as I look around, not many, not many people are really not just surviving, they're not thriving. And so the question is, who's on the throne? Who's on the who is on the center, if you'll flip that one more time. So generally, for most of us, all of us, as we, I, I, could just, I can make this generalization, as we come into life, it's, it's, a, it's self. That little person there to the left of the throne represents you. It represents you sitting on the throne of your heart. Because we, we, as a matter of survival, most of us, we live by the axiom, if it's to be, it's up to me. Let me say that again. If it's to be, it's up to, most of us live by that axiom. And so we go about life thinking, if it's, if it's to be, I've got to make it happen. I, I, I've, got to, I've got to force the issue. I have, to, I have to climb the mountain. I have to hold the mountain. And, and so self is the person who sits on the throne. But here's the, here's the challenge here. Remember I said whoever is at the center then has to be the source. So if yourself is sitting on the throne of your heart, then you have to be the source for everything in your life. So you have to be your security. You have to go into a protective mode where you find your security somehow in yourself. Where your wisdom has to come from down within. Your wisdom has to, your wisdom has to be self-evolving. Uh, Let's just say it like that. You know, because most of us are smart enough that if we, if we grab something hot, what do we say? I won't do that again. Except some of you did it again. 
fact, some of you keep doing the same thing over and over again. And that's kind of crazy. Because if it burned you the first time, well, maybe this time it won't be so hot. That's dumb. How about this? What if it's hotter? (laughs) Moving right along. Your power, your ability to make decisions and, 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 and set the direction of your life, it has to come from within. You have to, if you're sitting on the throne of your heart, you have to be that person that is the source of your own power. And if you, once, what happens when you, lose, when you lose hope and you lose the fight is generally what do we do? We give up. We throw in the towel. I quit. I'm done. I give up. What's the point? I never, you know, I never win. I never, I, it never, things never work out for me. Because self just has a way of always coming up short. And then there's focus. You know, it's hard to stay focused. Because for many of us too, it's like we, we're, we're kind of, we kind of go after shiny things. Can I just tell you I'm a hillbilly? My family's from... That's one. <laughs> you know that story, right? Thank you. I forgot what I was going to say now. Oh, so I'm a, my, <laughs> my family's from the South. I grew up, you know, with, with hillbillies. And I, one thing I noticed about my family is they're, they were never really easy. They, they never could focus. Anything shiny that came along, they liked it. That's why, that's why hibbleys like to fish, because they, the, they love those shiny lures. It's true. They even like them so much, they put them in their hat. I'm like, what do you put them in your hat for? Oh, I like them. Make, they make earrings out of them. Some of them put them in their... Oh, anyway, so... It's hard to stay focused. And if you don't stay focused, let me tell you, life has a way of, of catching you in its, in its pull, and it will pull you a certain direction that you don't want to go, but if you are not completely focused... You get swept into the tide of that. You ever been out swimming? I was swimming one time in the ocean when we were uh, in the Gulf, the Gulf Coast of, of Florida, and it was a fairly windy day. It was fun, though. The waves were, were fun and everything, and I was just playing, and I, I got out there and got a little too far, and all of a sudden I noticed I was being pulled out. It's what's called an undertow. You know, life has an undertow to it that if you're not focused... The undertow of life will pull you down and you can drown before you even realize what's happening to you. Come on, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to help you here today because focus is so important. I mean, if you listen, if you want to get somewhere, you better get your eyes fixed on where you want to go and then don't turn to the left or the right because the undertows of life will try to distract you and destroy you. And so... Again, if self's on the throne, though, 
your focus is kind of flighty too. Like one day, one day you want this, but the next day you want that. Hello. One day I, I, I want to go this direction, and the next day everything's changed. That's kind of that's kind of dangerous, too. And it's, and it's you, you, are you with me? So I know this is a little different, but you'll see the. You'll see where I'm going here. Let me, let me give you these basic needs and define them just because I, 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 I want you to understand that in every one of these, in every one of these things that, that there's a, there's just a, I'm giving you just the general definition, but like for your security, out of your security comes your sense of worth, your identity, your self-esteem, your emotional health and the anchors. So, you, you know, security has more to do in just being warm and being fed and and feeling safe. It has to do with identity and, and, and knowing who you are. And, and again, if, and if you're anchored in self, then your security has to come, again, out of your own ideas, which can change based on your performance. Because some of you feel really good about yourselves when you do well, and you feel really bad about yourself when you don't. And then there's guidance, where you get your source of direction, your conscience, your internal map guidance, where I'm going and where I want to go with my life. I just want to say to the young people here today, we live in a world that is so confused. And they're sending out so many confusing messages. And, and if, you don't get, if you don't get an understanding of, of, of where it is you're trying to go and develop these internal maps, you, you'll be all over the place. And so there's wisdom, the perspective on life. A sense of balance, a comprehension. I see where I'm at, and I, I, I see how I need to stay in a in a in a in a uh, understanding or a comprehension of where I'm at, and 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 judgment, knowing what's going on. It's okay to have judgment. In other words, you judge certain things as bad, and certain things as good. I know today the whole idea is don't judge. Well, I want to tell you that's not scriptural. There's some things you need to judge. Because if you don't judge that and say that's not good, you'll buy into that, and then before it's too late, you'll have to suffer the consequences of bad judgment. It don't take a whole lot of, of, of things to set yourself up for an utter fail if you're not using good judgment. Wisdom is the ability to have good judgment. And let me, let me tell you, too, <laughs> let me move on. So there's power. There's power, uh, which is your ability to make choices, the power to, that, that you need in order, to, in order to see that I need to make a change. Power is the ability to say, I'm going to set a different course. Power is the ability to say, here's the way I'm going. So, and again, now look at this throne. Here's the cross on the throne represents Jesus. Now when Jesus is sitting on the throne and he's the center, you see where I'm going now? If Jesus is at the center of your life, then who, where do you get your security from? Where do you get your identity from? Where do you get your sense of self-worth from? You get it from Jesus. And he never changes. And he knows, he knows your value. And there's a lot of you sitting here today, and you think, well, I'm worth nothing. My life is worth nothing. Life means nothing. And, and, and you look at yourself, and you say, well, that's just, that's, what, that's just the way it is. But I would submit to you, Jesus, could, Jesus told you the value of something by the price he was willing to pay for it. 
Your value must be something special to him because he paid the ultimate price for you. And Jesus does not buy or redeem junk. You get your source of focus from him. He gives you focus. Even there's times where you can get yourself, you you can even as a believer, I, I don't know about you, but as a believer, there's times I've lost focus. But then the Holy Spirit comes and he says, hey, Mike, get your eyes back here. Whoo, hey, over here. Stop looking at those shiny things, you hillbilly. Look over here. <laughs> Don't run after that. Stay, stay on course here because that's, that's where Jesus, you know, he sets a course and he says, stay with it. Stay with it. Your power, your ability to make choices comes from him. People say, well, you know, I don't think I have the power to, to stop this. Yes, you do. If Jesus is at the center, if you're at the center, you probably don't have the power to do it. But if you put Jesus on the throne and you say, Jesus, I want you to be the Lord of my life, he'll give you the power to do what you need to do because it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure, Philippians 2.13. Hello? And then there's wisdom, because the wisdom that we need comes from him. He is our wisdom. He shows us the wise things, the things, how to look at things, how to, how to assess things, how to keep our lives in balance. I don't know about you, but a lot of believers are flaky. And I wonder, where's Jesus in all of that? Because their, their life is so out of balance. And then what's bad is when you you get out of balance, many flaky believers wrap God around it. Well, God told me. I'm like, what? God must be crazy. But really, it wasn't God, was it? No, God's not flaky. And so... It makes all the difference to the world that Jesus is at the center. And this is why I brought you to this point today, because I didn't want to just stand up here and say, Jesus needs to be the center of your life. You've heard that. I'm telling you why Jesus needs to be the center of your life. Because you don't have enough wisdom to figure it out yourself. You don't have enough power to do it yourself. You don't have enough uh, uh, focus that you can do this yourself. You don't have enough security that you can protect yourself from everything. Because there's going to be things that are unexpected, things that you didn't see coming, things that come down the pike that you didn't and and didn't really make preparation for. But when you walk with Jesus, he says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And if you get in a tough time, I'm going to walk with you right through it. And if you need peace, I'm going to give you peace. Why would you need peace if you never had your peace disturbed? Why would you need joy if you didn't know what sorrow was? Why would you need love if you weren't tempted to hate when somebody does the wrong thing? But then Jesus comes up on the inside of you and says, if you'll let me sit on the throne of your heart, I'll show you how to overcome. I am an overcomer, and I will show you how to get out of your mess. That's the message of Easter. It's not just some story. It's an experience that he wants to come into your tomb, into the grave, into the death that's all around you, and the stink that goes with it. Remember when they, Jesus came to Lazarus and they said, oh, don't mess with him, he stinks. I can just, I, I'm glad Jesus didn't, 
run away from me because, man, you talk about a stinker. I was a stinker. I was dead, twice dead, plucked up. Jesus said, roll away the stone. He'd been dead five days. He stinketh. Ah, that's what I came for. And he said, Lazarus, come forth. That's the message of resurrection, that in your stinking mess of a life, Jesus steps in and says, I'm going to show you how to live. If you'll just step off the throne and give me the throne of your life, I will show you how to live. Whoa, hallelujah. This hillbilly's about to make himself happy. You see, I don't preach a, a mamby-pamby Jesus. I don't preach a Jesus who's just someone that you put on your neck and you wear around on a chain. The Jesus I'm preaching to you today is the Jesus of power. He's the Jesus of wisdom. He's the Jesus who can build a fence around your life and no devil in hell can get to you, get through you, or get about you. The Jesus I'm walking with is showing me every day how he brings me out of my own mess and says, if you'll just let me occupy this place, let me be the center. Let me be the center. I'll show you how to get to where you're going. But there's where the real struggle lies. Because there's just something about us that feels like we're the ones who need to be king. Of the hill. There's just something about us that feels like, I, I really like you, Jesus. Man, I really think what you did was great, but I'm not sure I can trust you. I know you wouldn't say that, but you live it when you occupy the center and refuse to step away and say, Lord, take control. Are you with me? Yeah. And so I want to, can we go to the next one? I don't think this is working. So I'm going to put it down. So in John 19, so here we're going to get to the Bible so I can officially say it was a sermon. <laughs> so Pastor Mike, you never read the Bible. I am the Bible. I mean, God's word is in me. That's how, I, that's how Jesus has so centered my life, is that, 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 that I am a translation. Paul said, you are our epistle written in our heart. So I, but I want to read, I love the Bible. I read it, I read it a lot. <laughs> I read it every day. You with me? But most importantly, I live it. Because again, I don't see the Bible as just a storybook where there's a bunch of stories. I see the Bible as being... Due to technical difficulties, part of our podcast is missing. Thank you for listening to the City Point Podcast. For more information, please visit us online at citypoint.tv or our Facebook page, City Point Church.